Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Hello and welcome to Toy Power Podcast, where we talk toys and everything pop culture. I'm Ben, and it's absolutely fantastic to have your company here today for episode... 196. This week on Toy Power, I'm joined by Darren. Hello everyone, great to be with you. And we have a special guest, we have Damien back, the aka truly, truly, truly outrageous guy himself. Damien, hello. Hello again. Thank you so much for having me back, guys. Yeah, fantastic to have you back. And of course, you are the master on all things gem and the hologram. So it's going to be an exciting episode to unpack some of the the new items and the new uh, things that are happening in the world of gem. Now, you'll notice we're a little thin in um, podcasting buddies tonight. So uh, Trent stepped on a piece of Lego and he's um, put himself out. He's unable He's in to... the emergency department That's now just right. trying to get it pulled out of yeah. his toe. All, all those uh, horror stories are true. Do not step on Lego, especially if you're a Lego master. You can build some pretty epic uh, pieces that uh, do not want to be stepped on. And I Frank... reckon there's a fair bit of laughter in the emergency department right now and <laughs> po- possibly a few selfies. That's, and a few signings as well. Yes. Uh, Frank has had a uh, enough of IT. He's thrown in the towel. He said, no, nah, I'm having a night off. I'm going to go and uh, build myself a campfire and sit by that tonight and uh, watch the stars go by. So unfortunately, uh, yeah, they can't be with us. Uh, hopefully we're all back as a gang next week. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, let's get on to Gemma and the hologram. So um, Damien, tell us uh, what is, you know, Anything new in your personal vintage gem-related scores by yourself? I know we caught up at the um, the toy fair just gone at we Brett's did, thing, yes. and unfortunately you didn't. You said you couldn't find anything, but it was no. awesome to see you there. And um, you know, it was great that uh, Adelaide is uh, able to have those sort of cons. Oh, absolutely, look, it was it was just great to be amongst it and get into that experience again. Obviously, um, through COVID, so um, obviously always great to see you guys. So nice to see you there as well. Um, but look, with those with those events, it's always that what if factor. So I always like i'm just gonna go down i'm just gonna double check and you never know so of course you gotta you gotta yeah. be there to win it you know absolutely. you gotta be in it to win it so yeah. absolutely well, obviously with things like gem a little harder to find in the wild but um but you do get that but no so in terms of local or i guess vintage finds for myself yep. um there's actually been an influx of gem on ebay lately locally Beautiful. um which has been great so i've been trying to kind of upgrade some of my older packages so sell on some of the ones that i've got which were in fantastic condition and try and upgrade because um the vintage packaging had a kind of side flap which people just folded yeah. backwards yeah. which is a bit of a pain so to get that pristine is pretty hard these days so yeah did have found a few of those on ebay which was great and um Actually, through Instagram, I found uh, a vintage box uh, hologram called Shana, which had the uh, retro Big W labels on it. Oh, nice. I'm a bit of a a stickler for anything with a local label, just to kind of see what the prices were and see where they were stocked as well. So um, that was a pretty cool find. It's a fascinating time capsule whenever you find a vintage toy with a price tag on, I reckon. Absolutely. And um, I mean, that was part of the downfall of Gem first time round was the price. It was so expensive. So 27 to 20 
29, 30 bucks Australian back in what 1986-87 is pretty pretty steep once yeah, you look yeah, at it. Yeah, it's a few weeks pocket money so to speak. So thousand percent, yeah. 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 Absolutely, um, especially when contrasted with Barbie back then which oh, I imagine would have been at the lower Absolutely. So, yeah, definitely that competition, which we know about, was pretty fierce yes. back in the day. Mm. Um, but, yeah, they've probably been the bigger finds. A few kind of colouring book things, again, with like, you know, your Maya price tags yeah, on there. Like cool. I said, if it's got an Australian store price tag, I'm kind of drawn to it. So, yeah, Fantastic. absolutely. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So, uh, we had you on the show back in episode 160. So, highly recommend if you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to it. Uh, but what has happened in the world of gems since that episode? So, that was back in early this early this year, that's I believe. Right. I think yeah. around February, February, yeah. March. Um, well, look, it's obviously the 35th anniversary this year, which is fantastic. So, there's been a few little things that have kind of uh, popped up through there so obviously the main thing which we touched on and I'm sure we'll get into a bit later on as well was um, the Integrity Toys release for their second go around at the line so um, we've had some products released from that which is fantastic that's probably been the kind of cornerstone of it all really to be honest and then just I think on social media seeing everyone's kind of posts and excitement about the 35th anniversary all these kind of cosplayers coming out and you know Makeup uh, artist, yeah. Jay, I tagged in uh, James. You did, yeah, uh, yeah. Serial geek. He uh, had uh, some his partner or something That's dressed right. up and yeah. Uh, yeah, showcase. That was pretty cool. Very, yeah, very uh, cool. Yeah, very cool cosplay. So, so yeah, we've been seeing a lot of that, which is great. Um, and nothing from Hasbro themselves just yet. Um, and there's obviously a few other little things in the wings potentially. But yeah, it's just generally been the excitement about uh, these Integrity Toys products for Fantastic. all of us fans. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Awesome. Um, you mentioned things in the wings. Mm-hmm. Super Seven um, did a tease. That's right. With, you know, some packaging and that. Has there been any advancement on that that you're aware of? So, from what we have been told and found out, that was still pending license or approval on the actual sculpt. So that was the reaction line, correct? That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Yes. Not a, not a you know classics or anything. No, nothing like <laughs> that at this point. Although you know, an ultimate. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, every, people have been begging for an action figure gem for years. So look, if that happens, I'd be very happy as yeah. well. Yeah. No. So that was just pending approval at this point. Uh, it's popped up on a few websites with April, uh, March next year. So I'm assuming that it's probably been approved by now and we're just waiting for that now and just remind us who was part of that uh, run so that was uh, Gem and Pizzazz so just your leads from both main groups and with the packaging which looked fantastic it did yeah yeah, very eye catching very bright absolutely with that vintage box art on it and some kind of hollow foil detailing which is always cool so yeah yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing what those sculpts look like yeah for sure I think they'll be pretty basic but uh, I think Mm. with the reaction line you pretty much buy it for the card art and uh, the the figure is a bonus absolutely Uh, definitely the reaction line have gone so deep it's uh, awesome it's a no brainer they should include the gem absolutely and it's a first because never uh, gems never been released in that scale no of course not no at all so yeah yeah, we're we're definitely looking forward to that for sure good point Yeah. yeah cool uh, so 35th anniversary of the property so how has it been celebrated by Hasbro you said that nil and void well, essentially or? at this point yeah nil and void yeah. so um, nothing from them themselves specifically mm. um, we don't really know kind of where they stand too much with it uh, so it's always a tough one but from I'm sure again we'll get into it a bit later on but uh, there's a 35th anniversary logo that was designed by one of the marketing directors for Integrity Toys and um 
I think there was a little bit of a slip up where they said, oh, that's the logo for all of Gem's 35th anniversary. So that leads me to believe that there might be potentially some other things in the wings. So we'll have to just wait and see. So, but it's, you know, it's tail end of the year now. So yeah. whether that was scrapped and, you know. Well, who, who COVID, knows. maybe COVID sort of put Absolutely. a, you know, halt on things. You, yeah. you like to hope, but, uh, Absolutely you know, right. yeah, yeah, for sure. So what, what's been celebrated by fans? We talk, spoke of James Ecott and um, uh, Serial Geek and things, his partner in crime and That's things. Right. So what, what, what have you done, so to speak, and what have you seen around the net? And Well, yeah. I guess it's just been a huge kind of variety. Again, we've seen a lot of the cosplay, which that's yeah. been the most as well. Samantha Newark, who was the speaking voice of Gem, right. she's a huge advocate of the brand still to this day. So she's obviously doing a lot of posts and um, kind of getting like her signed products out there with the Funko pops as well which came out earlier this year so it's good to have her as a great advocate and spokesperson for the brand apart from that what else have we seen in spain they've done a little um makeup line as well which is the oh, second time cool. around yeah, yeah something something yeah. a bit different um so that that was pretty interesting what else have we seen from fans a lot of customs as yes. well so that's kind of what i got into a little bit through covid when we were locked down i'm like all right what am i going to do so um i actually kind of created a few custom uh, outfits that we haven't seen released yet and i was really happy with how all of those worked out yeah, yeah. Awesome. so yeah that was something a bit different for me and yeah we've just seen a lot of creativity from that end of things Obviously, people still like have a love for the music and and the show itself. Yeah. So, um, a lot of people kind of have seen a few fan covers of the theme song and a few things like that as well, which is great. We're still waiting for a bit of a, a release of the music one day properly. Uh, there's a few uh, licensing issues with that, so hopefully one day we'll see a proper release. Because apart from your DVDs or the cassettes that came with the the dolls back in the day, that's all we've got from it. Wow. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are your personal hopes for the gem property into the future? Well, for me, I think there's I think there's two things. I think the first thing, which I feel like I'm not alone with this one here, we'd love for Hasbro to do like a repro of that first that first gem. I think a lot of people want that. I understand obviously doing a deep dive of the line is probably not going to happen, but just that first one to be re- uh, re-released somewhat even if it's you know even at us retail at some level i think that's something we'd all love to see electronics these days are obviously not what they were back in the day cost wise so we probably wouldn't see it executed the way it was back in the day but something like that i would personally love to see apart from that again with the integrity line there's a few kind of key characters and outfits that i'd be pretty happy to see and fingers crossed they're further down the line but look apart from that anything that kind of hits that vintage that vintage angle i'm happy with in, in terms of something new you know I'm always open to seeing what a rebooted gem could look like. Something along the lines of maybe, you know, Netflix's Shearer. Something like that would be fantastic. So still holding hope for something like that one day because I feel like it's it's a diff- it is a difficult one to reboot since it's so grounded in its time mm-hmm. but it, i think it, it can definitely be done so yeah 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 and you just need someone to spearhead that has the passion for that, the that's brand right. and that's the right absolutely well the the kind of head writer for the series back in the day christy marks she's always wanted to have another go around it at doing it properly and i know she had a few thoughts about how the movie um, and reboot went um, because she wasn't involved with that um, whatsoever yeah definitely to get her angle on how she'd do it because she seems she obviously hasn't revealed any details understandably but she seems to have worked out how Jem could work in you know 2020 so um, be interesting to see yeah what her take on that would be for sure yeah 
Interesting. I think a, like a up and coming YouTube star or something yep. like that, and then she's got a rival YouTube. Absolutely, or something yeah, like absolutely, that. could definitely yeah, work. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay, all right. We might talk a bit more now about the Integrity Toys. So that's uh, celebrating thirty five years, and they you said before they've released already uh, released some figures previously. So absolutely. this is sort of a second wave of that's right, starting that's from right. the beginning again. That's right. Yeah. So tell us a bit more uh, about you know what they have to offer. Absolutely. So essentially, Integrity Toys have been around for around twenty plus years now. Starting in the kind of the mid nineties, they started as a uh, just a playline collectible company, and from that they've kind of advanced into kind of high end collectible figures, high end details, kind of high end fabrics, uh, finishes. Uh, face sculpts, etc., etc. So uh, they've got their own uh, kind of in-line, in-home line, home-branded type products. Uh, so those characters belong to them, but they sometimes do licenses such as Jam and you know, Paramount Films um, and things like that. So essentially back in 2012, it was uh, they got the Gem line for the first time and we started off with an SDCC exclusive, which was Hollywood Gem. And that went from 2012 to kind of end of 2018. And I think they released a good 60 figures in, 60. The, wow. yeah, in, yeah. in that short yeah. period of time. Yeah. So it was very breakneck yeah. one after another, yeah. which was, which was uh, interesting to yeah. say the least to keep up with that pace. But uh, essentially then I think they felt like they'd done everything that they probably could because we've got, you know, all of your A-listers and yes. their key looks. And then we were getting to kind of B, C and D-list characters at that point. And I think it kind of wrapped up end of year 2018. But uh, then this year, uh, with the news of the 35th anniversary, I think Hasbro and Integrity as a mutual kind of company decided to put um, out a second wave again, which is, you know, obviously very exciting. So we've just gotten the first two products from that this year, which is great. Fantastic. Tell us about these products that you brought uh, tonight because they look pretty awesome. Absolutely. So um, the first one, uh, which I think is probably my personal favourite, what we've gotten so far, is called um, Up and Rocking Gem and Jerrica. So that obviously had your key character of being Gem herself and her alter ego, Jerrica Benton. So that was basically based on an outfit from the vintage line and actually was the first supplementary look that uh, Gem ever wore on the show as well, which was a nice little nod as well. So basically, the name of the outfit back in the day was called Up and Rockin', and it was part of a line of outfits called the Flipside Fashions. So for those that don't know what that is, essentially the Hasbro doll, you could convert it from both characters, Gem to Jerrica. So there was a whole line of outfits that helped you support that. So some more believable than others, obviously, with how the flip worked. But this one was pretty believable in in how it kind of looked from one character to the other. So again, it's just been a recreation of that look from the show, blending the show and blending the vintage outfit with it as well. So obviously very 80s colour paddle of neon orange and neon green. (laughs) So a little bit crazy there. They've done a really faithful reproduction of it, which has been fantastic. So, and they've managed to do their own version of how the flip actually works. So, back in the day, you just kind of pull up some side panels to change the look of it. This one here, you actually do flip it inside out. And then the Jerrica is a separate bust. So, you yes. can um, piece that together to create both characters, which yeah. is which is cool. And so, t- tell us a bit more about Jerrica. Mm-hmm. So she she's essentially just a head in the absolutely. Uh, in, That's right. In the box. So. That's right. So um, first time round, obviously they've tried to kind of honour that 
dual flip of the kind of Hasbro line. So back in uh, their first go around at the at the property, they had something called a quick switch where you'd actually pull the head on and off. It had a different style neck peg. That created a few issues um, with kind of wobbly necks and other bits and pieces. So now you actually remove it from the bust um, point. Right, up. okay. Um, so yeah, so essentially what you do is pull the bust off, add the new bust in, add the new arms in, and that's how you get from one character to the other. So what they did do though, to support those that want two fully dressed dolls, they actually had a supplementary figure you could buy, which was fantastic. So that way you can have two complete characters, not two complete looks, unfortunately, but yeah, two complete characters. So um, to display both if you wanted and, to. And that second doll is just a naked, uh, in a poly bag t- style. That's right, yep. Uh, and you said it was about $10. It was about yeah. $10, $15 US. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah, that was um, just, yeah, poly bagged and you could, you had the option to order that if you wanted to. It wasn't part of the set, but if you wanted to order that, you definitely could. And that's universal? You could put any of the upcoming dolls? You uh, could, yes. Yeah, so... Yeah, so they all have the same body type, which is, going by their saying, it's called a colour infusion, which is another one of their lines that has the same body sculpt body. So it's it's unique to the gem line, and that's this other colour infusion line. So I'm glad that they didn't change the body sculpt this time around. We're a little bit worried that they would possibly do that because Integrity's core collectors don't generally love this scale it's quite it's a 12 and a half inch as opposed to 11 and a half inch which is the standard so i'm glad that they kept that kept that the same Excellent. yeah and and i want to talk about the boxes because the boxes yeah, are absolutely <laughs> absolutely fantastic they're so collector friendly they're mm. uh they're eye-catching they're oh they're super eye-catching as uh, as gem is very much known for so you sort of unpack it like a book you sort of uh, grab one end absolutely. and you open it up like a book yeah but something that's very modern is the lack of the uh, the plastic over the Absolutely. top. So that's, yeah, that's a very right. environmental friendly decision. Absolutely. So, yeah. And, and, and tell us more about advertising down the front mm-hmm. uh, where the ankles are type thing. That's and all right. That jazz, so. so, yeah, there's a few different things with um, the set. So we've got to give props to his name's Alain Tremblay. So he's the marketing director of Edge Henry Toys. He also does all of their collateral and all of their um, artwork and boxes. So uh, definitely with that first one, that up and rocking set, there was the no acetate window, which is yeah, great um, to be a bit more environmentally friendly. But essentially, the first set has those kind of iconic gradient colours with that yellow, the orange, and the hot pink to throw back to the vintage line. But they've done it in a bit more of a modern way, which is really nice. Magnetise on the side, you flip it open. And the, the thing I love about that set is that they actually got approval from Hasbro to use some of that original box art in there. Oh, how dedicated is that? That's yeah. that, that From a collector, that is just exactly what you want to see, exactly what you want to hear. You know, exactly right. It just ticks that box. A thousand yeah, percent. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I mean, to see that box, I mean, we all, we all love the box yeah. art. So, yeah, yeah, to see that in there was a huge, huge draw yeah. um, to the packaging itself. And then the other little thing that they've done, the actual inside packaging where the figure sits is a direct copy of the original gem jerica box from uh, back in the day and they've actually even color matched the liner to the liner that was released in the first go around as well so they've that attention to detail when you see that you you know you definitely you definitely love all those little little kind of nods to it for sure the second set which we'll probably get into shortly was the perfect match set and that was based off of a commercial bumper from like all the hasbro shows had back in the day and there's all that kind of advertising that was thrown on on that actual animation they've then followed that through back with the box as well which is really really cool so yeah it looks great wicked i love how they've respected the history of it 
Oh, absolutely. And I think that's the thing I love about Integrity Toys. I mean, these guys who are designing it and doing all the packaging, they're fans themselves and they have been, you know, as long as everyone else has. So they know all those little Easter eggs that fans are wanting and looking for. So, um, yeah, you definitely, definitely have to, you know, huge respect to those guys for for doing a great job on these. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So, Damien, tell us how they compare to the original 80s versions. So, I mean, they're, they're... quite different i mean as you can see probably looking over there they're completely different in their vibe obviously the 80s one's very you know, kind of kid friendly um the scale is actually the same they're both 12 and a half inches of the proportions of what compl- uh, is what is completely different they're much more i guess show accurate cartoon accurate so back in the day uh, kind of a bit more of an enlarged head i guess is probably the best way to put it with the hasbro line Still fondly loved, of course, but yeah, with that um, bit of an oversized features there. So definitely much more high-end looking, definitely much more faithful to the show. Obviously, that extra articulation, which is always fantastic for posing. To get so those... just talk us through that yeah. extra uh, articulation because it's hard to tell on some of these dolls where the clothes are hiding. Absolutely. Uh, so basically, back in the day, well, actually, the Hasbro line, if you compare it to something, say, like a Barbie, yes. actually did have a lot more articulation. Yes. So it had the snap legs, right. but it also had the snap arms as well, which that was a bit of a newer feature, which yeah. hadn't been around. And it has the swivel uh, wrist, swivel head, um, and then the glitter and gold one from the second year. Then you could also, as, as well as bending... Uh, back and forth you could also bend it sideways so Excellent. definitely there was a lot of articulation yeah. back uh, first go around but these new ones have obviously you know neck articulation under bust articulation elbows shoulders wrists knees ankles wow. on the on the yeah. guys so yeah. yeah definitely a lot more which helps with the posability with all of these especially with a lot of us like to kind of take you know photos of the product yeah. and stuff as well yeah. and even with the interchangeable dolls where you change the head the, yeah. the bust out um that doesn't hinder the articulation no so basically as long as you as long as you keep that peg in the middle directly straight up it's and you get it down properly there have been a few issues where people have had a few, um, I guess, things go wrong with yeah. that, which is yeah. obviously always the case when it comes to something so fragile. But yeah, mm-hmm. basically, once that's on, you get all of that full movability, which is really, really good. So good thing about that at Perfect Match set is the stands actually, or actually two things about the stand. They've actually based the shape on the original Star Stage, which is actually really, really cool. Right, and right. they've done it in an, a clear hot pink acrylic, which matches the vintage stance. They were a hot pink uh, yeah. plastic. Whereas the first go around, they were just a, did a black kind of basic stand. So, yeah, that's really cool. But obviously, the posts are so close together. So, you get a lot of scope for posing yes. when it's, um, them as a little group, which is really, really cool that's as well. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Very cool. So, uh, what are the highlights of these dolls? So, you've you've talked about, you know, we've talked about the originals. We've talked about the first gen of Integrity Mm -hmm. Toys. What makes these the step up the the best, so So to speak? I think, well, I think for two, I mean, obviously, if we're going to talk about the 35th explicitly itself, I think these are all kind of iconic recognizable outfits yeah. and as well because they mirror back to release products back in the day so i my personal preference is always for that so that's what i think i love about this go around but in terms of what makes them unique and special in themselves it's just the attention to detail with even like 
the fabrics, the construction, like at such a small scale, these are all completely lined. So lined yeah. jackets, lined yeah. pants, lined outfits. So you obviously, you know, you do get what you pay for, I guess, at yes. the end of the day. Uh, so um, all those high-end features, the face painting with all those different layers of paint, giving it a really realistic look, which is really cool. And all of the females have applied, glued down, eyel- real eyelashes oh, as wow. well. Um, yeah, so that's absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely... Um, that attention to detail. So that's what I love about them. And it just, as much as I do, I do love the Hasbro line. And you've got some fans which, you know, hate Integrity Toys, love the Hasbro line and vice versa. You can't compare them for me. They're two completely different yes, beasts. Yes, of course. Yeah, yes. and I, I, I do love them both. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I like that contrast. As you said, you know, the original Hasbro one is obviously going to be very true to the 80s. Absolutely. This is very true to, as you said, the animation. And exactly right. given how few gem collectibles there's been over exactly. the decades to, ha- to now be able to point to something that represents each exactly right because I think that's the other thing with all well I mean not only Hasbro with all properties there was always a bit of a difference between what you saw on the show versus the product that they released so the good thing about Integrity Toys is they're mostly show geared but yep. with these sets, for example, they've kind of blended both aspects, show and vintage line. I think that that's the sweet spot for me because you kind of get both both angles. For example, the first one we've mentioned, the Up and Rockin' on the show, had kind of like a like a choker-type necklace. The uh, vintage uh, outfit had a kind of like a different collar-style necklace. They've actually given you both, so you can decide which way you want it to look. Yeah, yeah so just yeah. those little kind of extra features are really, really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so if you're a gem fan and you don't have any gem toys mm-hmm. in your collection or you've only got the vintage, that's right. these 35th ones would be the way to go because you get the best, best of both ways. A- absolutely right. Yeah. So I guess, obviously, at such a high price point, it, it does, unfortunately, price some people out of the yes. market. That's yeah. the thing that, I guess... I don't like about this second go around because there's lots of fans that probably want to get on board and can't. So that's why I think it would be great if Hasbro did something so that it kind of catered to everyone. But definitely if you could only, if you had some of the vintage line or you could only get one thing at the moment, seeing how scarce some of the vintage ones are, I definitely, um, definitely yeah, opt for an Integrity Toys um, line, but uh, I'm sure we'll get into it. Is The way that it works is actually a little bit unique as well, so how it's all set up. The yeah, club so, so you've, you've said uh, yeah, the price, so what are the concerns, you know, you, you mm-hmm. alluded to it, what what are the concerns of getting a hold of these toys? And That's right. You know, the, yeah. So essentially the way that Integrity Toys works is they have something called the W Club, so it's a subscription-based service for a year so right. you yeah so what what does the w i think did you mention that on the last time you're here or what does w stand for so basically uh there's a american uh, fashion designer called jason Wu. who's done a lot of things for like a lot of the first ladies and stuff like that he right. was very directly linked to integrity toys um back in the day okay. so basically for his last name it was called the dub the w club and that also linked back to some of their other properties that had um, that connotation as well. So it's just kept that name all of these years. So essentially the subscription for that comes out once a year. And I think you've got about six weeks to sign up. Once that period is over, that's it for the year. You're basically it's closed down. Once once for the whole year. That's right. Yes. Wow. So okay. yeah, if you don't sign in and you're yeah. like, like six months later, when well, I still get comments on my Instagram now saying, 
how do, oh, I, how do I buy yeah, this? And it's like, well, unfortunately, you, you can't at the, the windows moment. windows closed. Windows yeah. closed, that's right. So it's, it's a little bit difficult to kind of, if you don't have the knowledge, yes. to obtain these. That's why right. I try and be as open as I can yeah, through yeah, my yeah. socials and stuff yeah. to get people on board. But essentially, yeah, so that's the first barrier is obviously it's, it's an, an exclusive club, which... It gives you basically priority access. So you get 24 hours before the general public to get them. But then, like, for example, the ones that we're looking at are for 600 units apiece for both um, sets. So the first one, I think, didn't make it to the public. The second one did. But also they've partnered with Sideshow this, this year as well. So basically there's 100 of the 600 allotted to Sideshow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which has been good to help other people who aren't in the club yep. get them. Or if you didn't manage to get them the first go around in the club, which is has yeah. happened to some yeah. people, um, there's that second chance. The thing that was different this time around was uh, with the first one, they decided to do it as a lottery. So that lottery, yes. uh, this, that can never end well. No, <laughs> lots of um, lots and, of heartbreaks there. Yeah. Lot, I was saying lots of hot pink neon tears. Yeah. Probably cried about yeah. about that one yeah. there. Essentially, the reasoning was just to make it a little bit more fair for everybody and to can be considerate to international collectors. So essentially, when it's first in best dressed. Yes. I'm having to get up at like two or three a.m. Yes. Yeah, which yeah. I guess you guys know we've, know we've the drill been, with been there, all of that. We've been there, done that yeah. many a time. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely right. Um, so essentially, they've tried. That was one of the reasons, and to kind of stop scalpers, yes. I guess as well. Yeah. So obviously, there was a huge uproar because we'd never experienced that before. And even when it was first in best dressed in the past everyone was still generally able to obtain what they wanted. So it was a bit of a head scratcher as to why this was happening. So fortunately, most of us did manage to win that lottery, lottery yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. Which, was, which was great. So, yeah. so the other thing is you can actually trade your lottery, I guess, Tickets. chances with other collectors okay. that don't collect the line. So they do lotteries for their own home brand products oh, as well. Wow. So you're able to swap lotteries. Like it's like, I'll enter for you. Can yeah, you enter for yeah, me? Yeah, Vice yeah. versa, which does help. Um, I do know of one collector friend that didn't win the lottery, though. Obviously, still able to obtain it through other people. Um, so that was the first wave with the Gem Jerrica, which was a bit of a, a little bit of scary time. Then with the second set, though, they went back to best in first right, in best dress. Yeah. Right, interesting. Yeah. So, and you said you had no problems you... with the lottery. I was fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the second set getting through was all getting through the cart was all okay as yeah, well. Yeah. So, hopefully, when it comes to the next release, we don't know which way they'll go. Oh, because yeah, this, this basically the second uh, first in best dress was they said they, we're doing this as a trial to see how we go through getting everyone through the cart. If that's all good, then, you know, hopefully that bodes well for the rest of the releases. Interesting. Mm. Absolutely. So well, what would you like to see from Integrity in this line moving forward? So I think, again, as I touched on before, for me, I really do want to see kind of the updated modern versions of our iconic outfits and things we've, that were produced in the Hasbro line. This where it gets a little bit, I guess, contentious between as you know all fans want different things so for me that's probably what i would love to see um i think again there were key looks on the show huge part of the vintage line so to see that done in a you know 2020 representation would be would be fantastic but then you get you get a lot of other fans wanting to see like cartoon only outfits that didn't get produced i can see the value in in both sides i guess for me personally an outfit that was on screen once that doesn't have any connection to anything it's probably not what i would wanting to see first up 
yeah, I'm hoping to see there. Definitely um, the holograms released again and obviously also the Misfits as well. The first Hasbro line had a series of outfits called the On Stage Collection and they were kind of supplementary looks that they didn't wear while they were performing. They were at like photo shoots or yeah. events and stuff like yeah. that. So I'm hoping to see those looks on the holograms and then the Misfits back in the day had their own line called Smash and Fashions and hopefully we see some of those looks represented as well. So... Fingers crossed, but yeah, we just don't know at this point, and yeah. we don't we don't don't know how long the line's going to kind of carry on either as well. Yeah, you, yeah. you only celebrate thirty fifth for so long, and then that's uh, right. Yeah, will it will it continue? You know, into its thirty sixth year. Or... Absolutely right. Yeah. So, because uh, I think the first go around, we did we were getting into those kind of CD list characters, yeah. which I, to be hundred percent honest, I wasn't thrilled about. Right. But then you get that awful thing called obviously being a completist so it's like i've still got to have them don't love it but you know still have to have it which is such an awful thing to kind of bear with so i'm hoping we do see only kind of a-listers which they have said it's just core characters this time although there are two kind of supplementary holograms and misfits which only got one release first go around Mm. so they're kind of again it's up to personal debate they're kind of secondary tier but I, whether we get them or not it is um, yet to be seen I guess so yeah well we certainly all here at Toy Power including those that can't be with us tonight all hope that the 35th anniversary delivers everything that you want from it you're a true hardcore fan well, and that's helped keep the torch alive for so many years that you, you deserve to see it oh thank you very much for that well fingers fingers crossed yeah I've got like my want list is actually not huge so we'll see if they get if it gets ticked off they've said that they're going to be doing things which are out of the box that scares me sometimes. Yeah. It can be amazing, yeah. but it could go in the complete opposite direction. It could be yeah. a gem microphone. Not crazy about yeah, that. Yeah, um, yeah. The good thing is these guys are fans. So, you, yeah. you know, they it's going to have the love brought to it. I guess the only downside to that would be, again, as fans, everyone has things that they specifically yes. want to see. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah, so we whether what way that goes is always yet to be seen, but it's definitely, definitely exciting for mm. sure. Yeah. Mm. We've got heaps of time left. What What are you chasing? You know, like, shout it out on, on air. What are, what are you... Um, Absolutely. You, know, how do you, you never know your, someone might have it. Yeah, how do you oh, display your crossed. products? <laughs> Te- you know, let's just casual talk yeah, about Gem. Absolutely. You know? So, I guess for me... I I mean I have completed the Hasbro line, but I don't have everything boxed. Right. So I think for me now it's just for pickups. I'm like it's either upgrading things that are boxed I've got which aren't in great condition, or just trying to find more things that are boxed. So yeah. if anyone's got any kind of boxed anything gem, look yeah. definitely feel free yeah. to hit up these guys. Yeah. I'm sure they'll yeah. pass that on to me. So that's kind of I'll you know it's, I check eBay every day. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I guess you guys again again yeah. know how that goes. Oh yes, <laughs> with all those safe searches. Do, so. do you find much in Australia, or is it mainly do you sort of? <sighs> Because what well, I'll just tell you my yeah. personal story. Like I search for certain things mm-hmm. on on eBay fairly regularly. Every second day, I just have a gander just to see if there's anything decent going in in Australia, right? But then you open it up to America, and you might it might be forty dollars for a Dino Rider that I don't have. Mm. But then it's you know sixty dollars to ship it, and it's like a thousand percent. No, yeah. no thanks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly <laughs> you know? right. Exactly right. Back in the day. For some things you had to get them. Well, yeah. For some things you still have to go to that, that American course. market yeah. to complete yeah. the the line. Uh, back in the day, I got most of my stuff from America because you just yes. couldn't find as yeah. much here. 
sometimes you get bursts. Like I said, lately yeah. there's been a lot of stuff. I don't know whether it's, again, COVID-related. People kind of at home, they're digging through their cupboards and seeing what they have. Big but, spring clean session. Exactly, you know? exactly yeah. right. So there's yeah. been a bit of an influx lately. So for me, I just always keep an eye out. I generally like to buy local now. I, I very rarely buy something from the US apart from these new products that are getting released. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't, yeah, I haven't bought something vintage from overseas for a really long time. Again, shipping's just astronomical when you're paying the same amount for the product as the shipping. Yeah. Yeah. It, it hurts. Yeah, uh, it does. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just with that, I'm like, yeah, you're going to get that value for what you're actually getting. So, yeah, I know that most of the line did get released here in Australia. Seeing some of the local catalogs, you can see what we did get and what we didn't get. So some of the kind of fashion series we didn't get and some of the, like, Synergy, who was obviously the main kind of holographic computer, we didn't get her, but we got majority of, of the line. So um, some of the bigger playsets we didn't get either. But, um, playset? So you got the guitars and things? That's right, but yeah. What, what other playsets were there? So essentially the main one was the car. So the yes, ro- yeah, yep. the Rockin' Roadster. So that... I don't think that got released here. I've never seen one loose. It wasn't in their, it wasn't in the catalog. Yeah, so I'm yeah. thinking that uh, make its way down here. So they're probably the key. They're my favorites out of the playset. So basically, you know, kind of Rolls Royce looking car yeah. in crazy eighties colors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that got released twice for the second wave with the glitter and gold series. And it had a radio in the trunk with obviously do, do, you could play. Yeah. Real wow. working radio. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's right. So, which was always really cool back in yeah. or back now. I'm like, you know, if, if you can find your D cell batteries to, put, to yeah, pop into geez. it, it still works. And then that hook that had an AOS, line out to this uh, speaker yeah and then that turned into kind of like a backstage dressing <laughs> nice. room type yeah. thing so yeah. everything was kind of had that dual practical, um, practical and, and, thing and, and, going and, yeah, on yeah that's cool yeah, yeah exactly right so that was that was um pretty cool and obviously you had the stage yes which had a cassette player built into it right but then also that turned into kind of like an air guitar yes type product and then back in the second year, they had supplementary products which had separate backdrops that you could actually place on the back of the stage to yeah. kind of change it up yeah. with different cassettes to different songs that were on the show. Cool. And actually, a little mention, Integrity Toys and their Perfect Match set have actually released in the set a backdrop that you can work back with the vintage star stage, which that was a huge, huge nod yeah. um, for yeah. us collectors as well. Yeah. And yeah. I, was, right. I was talking to that. That's a beautiful piece of art. And even from a collector's point of view, even if I didn't have that playset, you know, just putting it behind my, you know, collection of characters, I think that's awesome. I think more companies need to do that sort of thing. Absolutely Definitely. Right. Yeah. yeah. And again, it's just something that doesn't cost a lot to produce, no. but it's uh, the value you get from it is is mm. immense. Those extra sets were used on the stage, which is really cool. And then you had something called a K-Gem, which was like an air guitar, but then turned into kind of like a radio station. That didn't get released here. And a little side note, that was actually very, briefly shown in the beginning of the first Chucky um, oh, really? movie as okay. well. Yeah, in that Child's Toy Play. Child's Play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, wow, that's, that's right. awesome. Yeah, first yeah. Child's Play. You can see a little, little snippet of it. Yeah. It's always uh, kind of fun seeing things of like course. that. But yeah, that one didn't make its way here. So the play sets were, were huge. Yeah. I don't have them displayed. They're all they're all packed away. Yeah, so very large footprints. So, uh, yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. So in terms of displayability for myself, 
as we were discussing before, you know, the ever-growing horde of Detolfs, yes, <laughs> which yeah. obviously all you collectors yeah. would know about. <laughs> yes. um, so uh, I've got uh, my Integrity Toys collection displayed in those, yep. and that's what I have on display. The vintage I just keep kind of packed away. doesn't really kind of get rotated out every now and then, which is a shame. At least it's keeping it, I guess, kind of as pristine as it can be as well. Definitely have my Integrity Toys on display. And again, with that posability, you can actually really create really kind of dynamic poses yeah. and, and things with that as well. So, yeah. again, have, have any of them got like microphones or how deep do they go? You know, do they got guitars and things absolutely. like that? Absolutely. So, they definitely did a huge deep dive the right. first go around. These uh, newer ones don't have any um, accessories. accessories. Yeah. Yep. I'm thinking that's probably a cost increase. Yep. Obviously, we've seen a lot of that with China and yes. manufacturing. Yep. So, I'm thinking that's the reason why. But the first go around, we like every gem. I'm pretty sure every gem came with a microphone right? and little things like you could make it cordless or with a cord, which yeah. would then plug into the bass just for that extra realism, which was really yeah. cool. And all of the band members had their individual instruments as well. And they had like fishing line cords, uh, strings, sorry, yeah. on all the guitars. So they really kind of went that real attention to detail um, because little kind of fun fact all of the gem instruments are based on actual instruments that were actually out around the mid eighties oh, wow. as well. That's so cool. yeah, yeah, so yeah, definitely everything was inspired by an actual by the real world. A hundred percent. So mm. there's some really crazy like those hexagon drums yeah. and all the other bits yeah. and pieces. So they definitely made sure that it was pretty accurate to what was happening at the time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, um, for, for a toy company to do that, yes, um, is yeah, you've got to give huge props Very to clever. Hasbro back in the day. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So what about catalogs and merch? and all that so you've have you got most of that because i know last time you brought some of them and we were just you know blown away by how deep deep of a collector you go um what sort of things what, what are the grail sort of stuff that you are chasing these days and well yeah absolutely so i guess when i first started i think the first kind of thing i wanted to tick off was like all right i just want to get the ones that I, so i didn't i was kind of probably too young for gem first go around i was born in 85 so yeah. but my like it's one of my first memories i can't actually remember how i know gem i just do but my family like had a lot of the dolls and stuff so yes. I, I was yep. exposed to it through through them as well so so my first aim was I just want to get the ones that I remember my family had, which yes. was like two. So it was Gem and Roxy, one of the misfits. Then as you start, then obviously it's a bit more of a deeper dive. I was like, all right, I want to just finish the collection. So that took a good like 10 years, I'd yeah. say, yeah, yeah. To, to do yeah. all of that. But then once you hit that point, it's like, all right, where do I go from here? So... For me, it was about finding those things like the licensing kits and style guides. That was the kind of next progression because I'd seen a lot of fans that had these. Um, I should do a little shout out. There's a website called Totally Gem run by Brian and he does an amazing job. And I'd see all of those products on there. I was like, oh, I'd love to have one of those yeah, one day. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, on eBay, they popped up uh, at, well, at one point, probably about 2008, I think it was yeah, for me that those yeah. ones popped up. And they're really cool, the licensing kits, because they're actually shaped like a like a 12-inch LP yes, record. Yes, I, I think you brought one last I time. I did, it yeah. awesome, yeah. Yes, yeah, so they open up and they've got all of like kind of uh, character sheets for every individual character, all the box art, descriptions, bios, line art, which is amazing. So they were pretty cool. That was the first thing I really kind of wanted to tick off. And then again, once, once that had been done, then I kind of started getting into the kind of the Hasbro catalogs. They're really hard to get because yes. you've got competition from so many different yeah, different minds. Yeah, yeah, a thousand yeah. percent, a thousand percent. So yeah. 
obviously had the American ones. There was obviously a lot more of those in circulation. And it's just cool to see, like, obviously I'm a huge fan of Gem, but I do love seeing all these other kind of 80s properties as well. It's a real snapshot in time. Oh, a a thousand percent. So they're really cool, the Hasbro catalogs, just to see what was around. And then the holy grail for me catalog-wise was the 88 pre-Toy Fair catalog because they're the they're the ones that have all the prototypes in them as well yes yes things that obviously were planned but didn't get released so that was the next one that was a little bit trickier to find but i managed to find that one i guess i'm pretty persistent to try and (laughs) cover all bases to find what i'm looking for sometimes then from there then um especially with locally finding like the kind of love of like the local price tags and stuff on packaging i really want to kind of hone in on finding things that were kind of Australian only. Yeah, so yeah. I managed to find a guy that had a whole heap of Australian toy catalogs, which was re- really, really exciting. That was because I didn't even know that whether that was a thing. Yes. So I know that Milton Bradley did all of Hasbro's kind of licensing and packaging and stuff yeah. through the day for Australia. So every city apparently had an, an MB office. So yeah, managed to track down the 86 catalog from him and that was that was really cool, but that was a fierce like that was a fierce yeah. kind of eBay battle because again we're getting lots of kind of GI Joe Transformer collectors yeah, that were yeah. wanting wanting all of that. But I've always said like I'm happy to like send scans and stuff yes, of yes. What, everything in the magazine because you know if it's just for me it's kind of like well you know I've got it yeah it's great but it's like if you can kind of share the love a little bit sure. that's what it's kind of all about for Absolutely. me yeah. yeah yeah getting that that Aussie eighty six Hasbro catalog was um was a huge draw for me. But after that, it's just kind of, I collect most things gem. I mean, I love kind of getting the kind of Aussie VHS tapes when I can find them. Because back in the day, I, I actually hired it out so much. The guy's like, just just take it. He's like, it, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, just take it. So nice. When DVDs were sort of taking over or you just... No, uh, this no. is way, be- way okay. before that. Like, right, I think, right, I right. like, you know, if my family would go down, would rent videos. That was always yeah. the one that I wanted. Yeah, cool. And yeah. then um, I think I kind of, we kind of said to him, oh, look, you know, can you still get this? And this is probably maybe like, I don't know, 90, 91 at yeah. this point. And yeah. you, you just couldn't get that stuff. No. So uh, he's like, after uh, me just hiring it out, he's like, just just take it. Nice. <laughs> which yeah, was, that's which really cool. Yeah. Um, then obviously I played it so much it got stuck in the damn yeah. player, but that's, oh, all, no. that's, all, yeah. that's all good. Yeah. But um, yeah, obviously their Aussie gem stuff's really hard to come by. Yeah. So um, I've joined a few kind of VHS groups on yes. Facebook. So yeah. I managed to track down the first one, which that was the one I was kind of looking for. Um, so anything, yeah, Australian, like there was a few Aussie... Um, uh, exclusive coloring in books and stuff like cool. that. Yep. So I guess that's the thing. We just don't know what was released here. And what was licensed. Yeah. Exactly. So that's the hard thing. Mm. The thing I'm probably looking for, which one of my yeah, gem friends in Melbourne has, is actually talcum powder. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's like a, just like a little kind of yeah. canister of that. And look, I don't know. That's my next thing. I'm like, yeah. if I can find that talcum powder yeah. box, yeah, that's the. I'll be happy with that. Wow. For sure. Well, you never know, and we can always keep our eyes peeled, as I know we talked about before at toy fairs and different oh, absolutely. things. Absolutely, because yeah. you know nothing makes us happier either than seeing true fans get <laughs> oh, look, what they want. I appreciate that, and that, that, well, that's a good thing actually. With you know, um, kind of local communities, especially what you guys are doing as well, is just kind of broadens that pool as well because yes. you can't yes. be in one, in every place yeah. at every time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah networking is half the battle with oh, thousand percent one, one of, I went to a toy fair a couple of years ago and one of my mates uh, King Kaiju he pointed out a She-Ra toothbrush oh wow and that, that was the best uh, purchase I had I bought uh, some real gems at that 
make well, a toy fair. Exactly. But coming home with that Shira toothbrush was by far the wackiest and best, most obscure <laughs> thing I was ever going to find. Absolutely right. I was just, uh, yeah, well, really um, excited even <laughs> to our, find that. Yeah. Even our last toy fair, I think Sean Fuster walked yes, away with yes. that Transformers kind of prototype yeah, t- t-shirt. Yeah, t-shirt. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, like I was just like, to the fact that that's here yeah, in this yeah, state is just mind-blowing yeah, yeah. to me. Because yeah. I, I saw they had Masters and they had Care Bears, I think. Right. And they looked small kids. Yeah, yeah. But because I didn't talk to the seller, yeah. I obviously didn't get the backstory. And that's because right. Sean's sort of floats around for most of the day just, mm-hmm. uh, you know... And chatting. Yeah, chatting that's and, right. um, yeah. you know, making himself known and, you know, getting yeah. the backstory on just about everything... Uh, what a find! So I mean, that you was know, crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be there to, uh, you know, to pick these things up. Absolutely know? right. Yeah, but I guess so. yeah, coming at an Australian angle, it's just yeah, we just don't know what's out there. No, so that that's no. the thing. You don't actually know what you're looking yeah. for. No, yeah. and yeah. the world was yeah. very different back then, as you said. You know, an office in every city, you just wouldn't see percent. that today. No. Um, no. So. And I don't know if it's... Very different world. Exactly. I don't know if it's the same with some of the other kind of properties, but we actually got... The, our first year of product was all the UK kind of issues. Yes. Then the second year was all the US boxes. So again, with that distribution, it was I think it was a bit messy for us back in the day. Um, with other lines, obviously, we've got a lot of Euro exclusives here as well. There weren't anything like that for Gem. Yeah, the distribution lines got a bit blurred back in the day, I think, as well. So you talked about the Integrity Toys, the prototypes that never got made. Did they? Did Integrity Toys get to those ones in, from the original line? Or? Yes, they absolutely yeah. did, which yeah. was, I think that's that was the main want from most of the right. collectors to see those products that never got yes. released the first yeah. go around. So the main one is Rock and Romance Gem. Yes. So she was only uh, like a test shot, I guess, or pre-production sample. So under... Under 10 of those have been found. Luckily, I'll go word. I'm very lucky to own one of those ones there. That's probably the the jewel in my collection. So Hasbro did a great job actually replicating, not Hasbro, sorry, Integrity Toys. Toys, I did a great job replicating the original Hasbro uh, box packaging for that. So basically you got the vintage style box and then you got the new updated figure inside of it wearing wearing the outfits um, that was inspired more like the cartoon version of it so to get that was a huge huge plus for us correct collectors and then some secondary characters from the show that were never released but were in the 88 uh, toy fair catalog were released um, by integrity as well so just to see those things that we didn't get the first go around that was was huge we just never would have imagined that we'd get anything like this because I mean, you have to think about it kind of in the 90s and even early 2000s, it was basically a, a, a barren wasteland with Gem. There was next to nothing. Yeah, so Completely yeah. dormant prof- franchise. Absolutely. Yeah. Apart from like the random kind of VHS tape or like the series getting released a couple of times on DVD, there was literally nothing else. So uh, very, very appreciative with what integrity comes out. That's why I don't like to be too critical of like nitpicking yeah, of with course. things. Um, yeah, absolutely right. Cool. Is there anything in today's market, aside from Integrity, that are doing anything close to Gem? Like you walk down the aisles of a toy store or you're browsing online at toy stores or, you know, eBay or something. Mm. Is there anything that's like, oh, that's pretty close to Gem, you know? I think uh, Mattel's tried to do... uh, A bit of Barbie or... A little bit of Barbie. We can't really say for sure that it's... I wouldn't say it's necessarily inspired by Gem itself, but definitely Gem was the first of its kind with the kind of... of fantasy hair colours and the kind of 
uh, rock band aspect. So they've tried a few times with some of their lines, which look kind of similar. I guess at the moment, the closest thing is probably some of those like LOL, OMG type. I think they're doing a kind of music-based line, which is based on kind of, I guess, actual singers and artists of today. And that's done amazing from what I can see. So definitely that's probably the closest with that kind of doll fashion music kind of angle. So I think there's definitely scope for for Gem to kind of come back on that that same kind of wavelength. It's just about doing it right, I think. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. yeah. Yeah, cool. Right. So in closing, you know, as we're actively promoting uh, Movember, right? Mm-hmm. So it's Movember. We're second weekend. We're not going to take a happy snap of us all uh, sporting our Mo's tonight <laughs> because we're uh, two members down and we don't want to... Darren and I don't, we don't want to... Uh, sh- we don't want right. to shame Trent and Frank. That's right. That's right. So um, were there any characters in the show that sported a moustache? Well, there actually were. So I've got two main ones and a kind of little throwaway one as well at the yeah. end there. Yeah, yeah. So um, the first character comes to mind is Howard Sand. So right. he was the uh, like film producer, one of the film producers, and he was uh, just like a like, millionaire businessman. So he had a kind of Tom Selleck style <laughs> mo going on there, yeah, very yeah. Um, time accurate. Yeah. And he was basically, yeah, just helped them with some of their film properties. And he was actually the first to do their first big kind of battle of the bands between yep. the first group. So yep. he was the first one. Did he get a toy? Uh, he didn't get a toy, no. and we don't want to give anyone any ideas. So no, we don't need a toy. Okay, of that. All right. so, 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 so. integrity. Yeah. If when yeah. when you hear this episode, you don't need to go down. Just that. don't go down yeah. that rabbit yeah. hole. Yeah. Yeah. No, all yeah. good. But the um, second character that comes to mind is um, Anthony Julian, who did get a toy nice. in the Integrity yes. Toys uh, line. So he was the f- director of the music videos, cool. and he was also kind of the main love interest of one of the holograms. And for a very unstable kind of relationship yeah, show, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the probably the main kind of stable relationship on the show but the last throwaway one which i think is probably pretty interesting is a guy called um hector ramirez and he was like a kind of gossip reporter the thing that's interesting about him he was only in gem once but he was actually in in humanoids transformers and gi joe right so as as an animated character as the same as the same character that's right. creating so, that shared hasbro universe wow. that yeah. is yeah. very cool so we've always said look you know it's, it's just a combined universe we're just waiting for that to yeah. happen now yeah. so i think buzz dixon was the writer that of all right. of the shows that did that so we've like it's definitely a shared universe for that's sure that's awesome yeah. I, that is very cool shared universe before it was called yeah. absolutely so, right the, the, yeah yeah the mustache universe or something yeah. <laughs> 100% that's right the november universe yeah. before november <laughs> was a right. thing yeah for sure uh, so Damien another awesome episode thank you So you're just so insightful it's uh, amazing and it's yeah love the fact that you bring so many toys to the show and uh, we can physically see them you know tonight it's just helps us uh, chat to them and talk to them absolutely I really, really quality toys. So thank you so and, much. And I know Trent and Frank are both going to be envious they couldn't make it tonight yeah. but done really well in stepping up and um, helping us sort of Fill, fill their absences as oh. best we could. Look, honestly, my pleasure, guys. Thank you so much for having me yeah. back on again. It's just been like I got a great response the last time. Yeah. It's good yeah. to kind of get the gem name out there for people that don't know much about it. Of um, course. And just to kind of, you know, show off a bit of the collection as well. So definitely, definitely appreciate it. We yeah, got so. a lot of positive feedback from that one as well because yeah. it was something different to what we normally do. Mm. And it was 
again a very iconic brand that people remember even though it wasn't around for a huge chunk of time that's right people remember the bright colors and that's it right. just it just stands out in people's minds yeah so please uh, plug your social books where can everyone find you and find more about uh, gem absolutely so it's a little bit of a mouthful so it's basically truly 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 outrageous on instagram but there's an underscore in between yes, so yeah, yeah. yeah we'll make sure we put that into the uh, notes but yeah truly 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 outrageous for sure check it out Absolutely, and obviously check out um, Integrity Toys socials. They do post on there with their upcoming releases, and that's probably the two main places I'd probably suggest. A few awesome. Facebook groups as well, but yeah. Fantastic, cool. Is there an Australian gem uh fans group or is it just a bit too obscure probably a little bit yeah. on the more ex- yeah. obscure side but in terms of facebook groups there's three kind of main ones i could suggest if you kind of want to get a bit more in depth with it all so there's um the gem fan page midsummer night's madness and gem and friends so cool. they're the three main ones and there's like some of these have like in excess of like you know 1500 members wow. so there's lots of knowledge lots yeah. of um, yeah. products shown so if anyone even just has any questions either hit me up hit up one of those Facebook pages. I'm definitely happy to chat a gem with you guys. Fantastic. Well, thank you. That's awesome. Thank you all for our listeners and thank you to our awesome Patreons. Uh, shout out. We've got the Movember. We're growing a moustache this month uh, in November. We have officially submitted our pledge from with Movember. The, so please donate if you can. See our Instagram, our Facebook. I'm plugging it all. You'll see the daily posts of characters that uh, sport a moustache. So there is a direct link to donate to this awesome great cause for men's health yes and uh i'm sure by next week we'll have a group photo of our growth uh you know uh uh, sitting see how we sit i certainly hope so you know um (laughs) it's gonna be gonna be fun to see who goes with the 1970s and who goes with something more contemporary looking forward to it just wanted to say um stay well and and take care of yourselves wherever you are listening this and until next time good journey you can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast. At Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Or have your say and email us. Toy Power Podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher. And please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people. Want to learn more? Go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but they're... Yeah.